Sliced Apples Podcast with Alex and David. We're here, boys. We made it. We First made weekend it. of football is in the books, and it was professional football, and it was very eventful. We have got, this is what we've been waiting for, dude, all summer. Those episodes that we got on here, and we shook our heads like, what are, what are we going to talk about? What do, what do David and I have to chat about? And then these are the episodes we look forward to because we don't talk all weekend except for over some text messages this was the this was pretty much hold the on, reason we started on. this podcast speaking of which i have a major gripe with you okay. bone to pick with you we're starting off this way all right i like it i hate it because you like with the a&m game you know usually i refrain a little bit from texting you about just games and stuff because like I don't know if he's watching it. Like, I don't know. I just, in a way, don't want to spoil it. <laughs> it's a live sporting event. You can't spoil a live sporting event. I just check Twitter or ESPN. So, um, my baggage. So, you, I notice you have this thing where you text me and I'm like, oh, he's watching the game. Cool. Like, I'm, I'm, you say like, like, I don't watch the games. <laughs> dude, you'll be like, dude, uh, this defense, man, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, bro. But the thing is, I keep going. I'm like texting and then texting and then texting. I'm like, oh, shit. That last, that last throw, dude, that was bad or some shit like that. And then I don't hear from you until like <laughs> after halftime, like, dang, this blows. <laughs> Yeah, he always wrote. You always wrote me in, and then you just leave me on your hook, bro. I mean, I don't watch the game like with the phone in my hand, so I like put the phone to the side and I like flip it upside down, because like most of the time I'm texting like a few people, and so like if I just like if I I'm one of those people that if I respond to one text message, I I just go through and respond to like every text message. And so if I'm sitting there and I'm texting you and you're a quick texter like me in most cases, and I'll respond to you and then go through the three or four other people or groups or whatever, respond or read. And then you text me and then I text again. And then at that point, it's like a minute and a half of texting and I miss some of the game. So I just like text and I'll put the phone down and I'll watch the game and I'll pick up the phone in commercial breaks. But yeah, I mean, sometimes I just like we'll shoot a text and then just leave it, leave it as it is, kind of like throw a grenade. And that's just how it goes. You're so, you really you're like, oh, let me throw out this nugget. I, I don't, I don't mean to do it. I just, I don't know. But you do fire off some texts. You fire off some like analysis to me, like mid game. I'm just sitting there, I'm like, it's good analysis. Like, I just, I'm not going to come back at you with some analysis. I'm going to watch the game and. I don't know. I'm not a big texter, dude. I don't like texting like a ton. Like so many people love texting. It's all I do all day with clients is fucking sit there and text and like call and shit. So it's it's nice to not be on my phone on the weekends. That's that's a goal of mine most of the time. Uh, did you end up falling asleep 
last night during the game? No, I did turn it off. Or I didn't turn it off, but I started doing other stuff while I was going on. But I did watch it. I did watch it all the way through the end. Like, I mean, I didn't watch it as intensely as I did the first four plays. And after that. <laughs> Why, Alex? What happened in the first four plays? What happened after that? Well, my fantasy football quarterback for the team that I regretfully believed was going to win the Super Bowl this year somehow. Uh, managed to tear his Achilles in the first four plays, Mr. Aaron Rodgers, and is out for the season. So, luckily, it's not a crazy loss. It's not like Aaron Aaron Rodgers of, like, three years ago, four years ago. So, like, fantasy football-wise, I'm not dead. But the Jets season is dead. It's it's over for them, bro. I feel so bad because I watched Hard Knocks. I was on the train. And it wasn't even like it was like a playoff winning train, like possible Super Bowl train. But like, you know, me with the basketball thing, too. I just I don't like the teams that just come together overnight and then go and win. I think that's bad for the sport. Like I like the homegrown teams, kind of like the Astros, like the Astros are primarily homegrown and then they go and win and they form a dynasty that way. I think that's the best way to do it. And so in basketball, I didn't like the Nets and I did like the the heat but that was just because it was lebron but other teams like that that just kind of like golden state like i but golden state was also kind of a, a a mixture of both right they had the homegrown and then they brought in the free agents but this whole jets roster i like that they brought in aaron Rodgers. the rest seemed to be pretty much in-house and so i was a pretty big fan of them and i wanted i wanted this to work uh and i was i was just excited to see Kind of the same way I was excited for for Tom Brady to see Aaron Rodgers leave a team he had been with for 15 plus years, I believe 18 to be exact, go to a new city and just like lift it off its feet. Like that was cool about Tom Brady's. He went and did that in Tampa Bay. Like they were not a winning culture. And now we see Tampa Bay somehow win this weekend, which was hilarious. But Nevertheless, like I was pretty sad to see Aaron Rodgers go down as the rest of us because all the hype that had been built. And then it just came like it's like reading a really good book and then or watching a really good movie. And then the end just ducking. And you're like, what was that? Like, this was awesome. Dude, my first thing this morning, my boss was like, it, it should be illegal to have that offensive line. <laughs> it, bro, it should be. That offensive line was horrendous terrible dude it, i mean we it's something we all kind of came into the season knowing that was their um shall i put it achilles heel look at you i'm on fire already um so everybody knew that was their downfall but for it to get exposed four plays into the season. Like, you couldn't fake it till you make it at least, like, a few games, you know what I mean, here and there. No. They dropped the ball game one. You know what? I I don't even want to ask, like, what your reaction was because I think everybody's reaction was the same, which is, oh, shit. Because, I mean, he's 39 years old. This could be very well the end of his career. I really hope it isn't, and that would be very shitty if it was. Um, But I, I'm kind of curious. Like, I'm not a grass expert. Per se, per se, but 
What is, what is the talk of all this turf? What do you make of that? Do you do you buy into this? Like that it's a big difference? I mean, we had the Super Bowl conversation last year with Arizona, and that was a huge deal. And a lot of these players bitch about this turf. And there was a guy that I saw that went, I guess, viral. He tweeted out two hours before the game that I don't know if you saw it's a random guy, no blue check mark, no anything. Not that that matters anymore, but he said that Aaron Rodgers will tear his Achilles two two hours before the game. He said this on MetLife Field after two and a half feet of rain or something like that, um, or two and a half sorry two and a half inches of rain. Uh, that was that was pretty remarkable. I mean, people say a lot of shit on the internet, but that was pretty insane to call that. That was yeah. But it does bring up the conversation. Like, I don't know if you have an opinion. I don't really have an opinion because I don't know the difference. I know that the turf can be, I believe, less forgiving than grass. Um, it's a little more harsh on the joints is what my understanding is. I don't know what it's going to take for these NFL organizations to start doing like grass fields. Like it just seems kind of silly to me to not have grass fields and only have turf. Like, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, it's it's just one of those things. I don't know, man. Like I feel like slowly but surely that the organizations are coming around to grass fields, but it's going to be a little bit. I don't know. I don't know if there's really anything that can be done. What you yeah. protest out of, outside of MetLife Stadium, give them the grass, give yeah. them the grass, give them the grass. I mean, there was those protests, and I believe they, they are allowed to smoke the grass now, I believe, but I don't think I, – I don't know – all the ins and outs and I don't want to go down that rabbit hole pulling up articles and reading it, but it was a topic of conversation. And I know there was, I forgot who it was last year, but somebody else got injured. That was a major profile player. And it was a topic of conversation was the turf first grass fields. Mm. Um, and then they made a big deal during the Super Bowl. Sterling Shepard. No, no, it was a bigger name than Sterling Shepard. It was quarterback running back, something like that. Um, and he got injured and then they made the big deal at Arizona where they were dragging. Remember, they dragged the field out for it to get like sun and then they pulled it back in there. That like really elaborate system. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seemed like there was still, I believe, some injuries there, some issues there. So it's like it's it's it, at the end of the day, I think I listened to Greeny today because he's like the ultimate Jets fan. and I felt for him. But he said football is a sport that is a contact sport. And 100 percent of the time there will be an injury like it's you you. I can't tell you the last game I watched and he's hundred percent right. Pun intended. Cause last game you watched where there wasn't an injury, it's like, it'd be, it'd be incredibly difficult to find, you know, at least some minor injury somehow. So it's going to happen. You can't blame the, the field they play on 100%. But I mean, I, I think it warrants a conversation again about the fields, especially in a scenario like that. That was just so brutal to watch. Like, it didn't look that bad, but right when he fell and he got back down, like I kind of said, I was like, there's something in his ankle, like something happened. I knew it wasn't his knee. When they showed the replay, they weren't really making anything of it, but I kind of saw, I was like, yeah, that's, that looks like something in his ankle. That doesn't look good. So we'll see if he comes back. I think it's like a 12-month rehab process, maybe 16-month. Uh, who knows? But hopefully he this, at least comes back and plays. That just sucks, man. It was an interesting team to watch this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, don't get it twisted. These Jets are the real deal. 
because that defense, did you see that defense last night? Oh, dude, they're nuts. They're so good. That defense got me 32 fantasy points, bro. Damn. That's fat. They're going to need to step up every game. Could you imagine that game yesterday with Aaron Rodgers, like with that defense? Dude, Dude they, they, they won by, you know, 20, 30 points. And the only reason the Jets scored a touchdown is because Zach Wilson gave the worst ball, like post fade, goal line fade ball ever. But Garrett Wilson bails him out um, with some crazy, just good hand eye coordination shit. For the we'll touchdown, see what, we'll see what happens. You you wrote in here on our little topics list. You had some hot takes about Josh Allen. I want to hear them. What 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 are your what's your overreaction here after week one for Josh Allen? It's not even an overreaction. I told you guys. I told you guys this last year. It was funny because I was like thinking about this, and I started thinking. I was like, man, I feel like I've said this before, and I was like, yeah. You know what? I have told you all this before. I said it last year. Y'all thought it was crazy. But Josh Allen's just a great player, but he's not that guy. Always falls short in big moments. That's pretty hot, dude. I mean, it's week one. It's dude, this has been his whole career. This has been his whole career, dude. In the playoffs, yeah. Like he has fallen short too. Not just in the playoffs, dude. I mean, I don't disagree with you. I do think he is that guy. But let me ask you this. Do you, can you ever see him winning a Super Bowl then? No. no. no? That's why I was saying no, because That's he's not. Dude, idea. I'm telling you, it's rare to see him. I mean, knock on it, the guy's 0-5 in overtime. That like, is true. He's 0-5 in overtime. This man... It, it sucks, but he's a front runner. The Bills are front runners because if they could get out, they could get the score up. They're good. They're good with that. They can do that real well. If that's the case. Josh Allen's thriving. That's where he starts picking you apart. Things don't start going the Bills' way. You know, it's kind of a hard game. They can't get quite over you. Josh Allen starts to crumble. Mm. And that's where the turnovers start. I think I saw a stat um, all of last year. He had at least two turnovers in every game, something like that. But his best year, that's why um, Giants head coach. Dayball? Uh, Dayball, yeah. Dable, um, that's why you know they credit him so much because that was Josh Allen's best year with Dable. Now he left. Josh Allen's kind of gone down the drain a little bit. Um, I, I mean, he threw fourteen picks last last year in the regular season. I don't see a stat where they have fumbles. So as a but he did go on a streak of three games where he had no picks, and then another one with no pick, another one, then a game a streak of two games with no picks. So unless he's fumbling, I mean, I could see it being like an average. Like if he fumbled, God, that's a lot of fumbles though. 
I don't know. That's that's that seems like a pretty stretched stat. I don't know if that's gonna be true. All right, erase it from the record. Erase yeah, that's record. that's pretty tough. But <laughs> I, I get what you mean. I get what you mean that it's he doesn't play well in big games. I mean he he doesn't he doesn't rise to the occasion. They are typically front runners. They do have a lot of power, a lot of firepower. That is. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I think Von Miller's out all this year. Correct or is is he back? He I'm got injured sure. at some point. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. He I'm might sure. be retired but, for all um, I know. <laughs> it, it's pretty interesting because uh, that I think I was watching that coach guy, the that Netflix show. He's one of the coaches from the Netflix show. Forgot his name, but um, Tell he has his TikTok. High school, huh? You talking about Bishop Sigmore? You talking about the Bishop Sigmore? No, thing? no, no. The um, <laughs> like I don't know if you want to listen to that guy. The one on Netflix, I forgot what it's called. Um, Last Chance You. There we go. Last Chance You. you. Okay. And so, you know, he's talking about Josh Allen. This is actually from last year. He was talking about Josh Allen and like why he messes up in key moments. And it's like, because for the most part, he's using his instincts and his natural ability. He has yet to really master, you know, reading the defenses and knowing what the defenses mm. are going to do because he was talking about when you get un- get under pressure and whatnot, if you know what the reads are, you're just going to second nature. You're going to be able to do a bang, bang, bang. But if you don't know, you're a little step, you're a step behind. You're kind of trying to figure it out still. Um, so I think that's a good way to put it. Like, it's just, the ability is there. Maybe he just needs to understand what he's looking at a little bit more, get his football IQ up or something. I don't disagree with you because with what he has roster-wise on paper, it is a winning football team. And he should go to to- toe-to-toe with the best of the AFC, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cincinnati Bengals and the Ravens and whoever else would be in that conversation. But he doesn't seem to get over that hump. Um, I'm, I'm not ready to say he's never going to win a Super Bowl. Like I'm, I think he's very, I think he's going to win one, if not more. I think he has the potential. He's as physically, I mean, physically he has all the gifts. So I can't see a scenario where there isn't a year that I mean, again, injuries and things like that, like it, things just fall his way, whether he's deserving of it or not. I'm not going to argue, you know, it just depends on the scenario and the year and the teams he's against and the path he has to the Super Bowl. I mean, it just you never know. You just you got to think about it because he doesn't have it, like Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow. He has just not this past he, weekend, but yes, in, in the previous, not this past weekend, but in his career so far, he showed he he's ice cold, man. He has it. Josh Allen doesn't have, you could just tell, man, he, he doesn't have, you know, at least I could try, I could see uh Jimmy Garoppolo in the Super Bowl trying to think, you know, he, oh, he's don't that, do that guy. Don't like, compare him to Jimmy Garoppolo. Come on, man. He's better than that. <laughs> but Josh Allen, he's not that guy, man. He's just not, I would take, I, I, I'll take Kirk Cousins over this guy, man. Oh, jeez. 
All right, let's move on. <laughs> You're getting crazy now. Kirk Cousins over Josh Allen. Let's calm down. Let's calm down. Yes, dude. All right. Are the Dolphins the team to beat in the AFC? In the AFC East, sorry. AFC East. That would be the Broncos, the Chiefs. Oh, sorry. That's AFC West. AFC East. Uh, Bills, Dolphins, Patriots, Jets. Are the Dolphins the team to beat? I mean, they looked pretty fucking good. They look pretty yeah, fucking good. They, they, <laughs> dude, that was game of the year right there, bro. I mean, uh, that you know, Sunday was just, it was the best. We I had mean, some bangers on Sunday, dude. There are some, there are some really good games on Sunday. I was, I was very happy for an opening weekend. Like it started off a little slow. The morning slate, like the, or sorry, the early afternoon slate. Started off pretty slow. Like I didn't feel like there was a ton of offense going on in the very beginning, at least the first half of most of those games, and then started to kind of pick up a little bit. Like I was, I was pretty, pretty pleased by the end of it. That's for sure. So yeah. two of them, four sixty six, three and one, uh, hundred and ten rating, QBR eighty seven and a half. Tyreek two fifteen on eleven receptions and two touchdowns. I mean. Really, the question is, can anybody beat Tyree Kill? They they asked this question on first take, and I think this is a good one. Is Tyree Kill the scariest player in the NFL? Like, is he he is? Do you, do you think he's the scariest player? Where, however, you define scary. No. Who's scarier? Justin Jefferson. <sighs> I disagree. And he's taller, bro. Tyree Kill. Nobody can catch him. Nobody can. You can't guard him one on one. It's impossible. Like he's he's too fast, and he's got he's got hands, dude. He can catch, and if he gets the ball in his hands, dude, he accelerates like crazy, dude. He's so good, and as long as there's a competent quarterback throwing that doesn't have CTE and twitching with his hands, no offense to a, but I mean it's it's going to be pretty tough to beat Tyreek. I mean, there's not going to be a lot of defenses that match up well against him. I don't know about that. Justin Jefferson? I'm taking Tyreek, dude. Justin Jefferson's nasty. Dude, you're... He's nasty, but he's not Tyreek. I mean, not to diminish Tyreek Hill, but come on, dude. It's Justin Jefferson, dude. He's like... Pretty much can do everything Tyreek Hill can but he's like a foot taller. He's not as fast. He gets open more. I really heavily disagree with that. (laughs) Heavily. Why why do you think Justin Jefferson led the league in freaking yards, bro? Man gets open. Because there's Why do you think he was the number one overall pick in every fantasy draft? (sighs) Tyreek is... He's nasty. I mean, we're getting in the nitty gritty. Receiver wise, like who's a better receiver? Probably Justin Jefferson. But I think a better threat to your defense, bro. It's Tyreek. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes <laughs> is scary, but we saw what happens when you take receivers away from Patrick Mahomes. You, we saw what happens when you take away the safety net, net of Travis Kelsey away from Patrick Mahomes. Like we we saw what happens there. Like Tyree killed dude. So then, does that make the ball, Travis Kelsey the scariest? No, no. Threat? No. 
see what I do. Tyreek Hill might be the scariest threat to the, in the NFL in the last like 20 years, dude. Like, I'm serious. This man can catch a 10 yard in route and turn it into 50. Like nothing. All right. One guy misses a, and he's gone. I know I was throwing it. I was throwing some hot hot takes, but that'll be for you to just add on to the fire of hot hot takes, bro. Like what? I'm just saying. You, I'm just saying, dude. Like he catches a, a five take. yard route and turns it into 30 or 40 yards. Like I need Orion in here to be like, bud, and he's gone, he, buddy, bud. I need to be like, what are you talking about, bud? Anyway, back to the back to the question. Miami Dolphins for real this year. How far do you see him going? Um, as a first game overreaction, I could see them in the conference finals against the Chiefs. Mm, dude, I feel like that Chiefs that Chief streak has to end. I feel like this is the year. I mean, what do, what do we, it, it, the division, they're going to win the division, no doubt. Yep. They're really only competing with the Bills at this point, unfortunately. And that's not, they're not really going to, we'll start seeing, they're not really going to compete. They're just going to, the Jets and Bills are, it's going to be the Dolphins on top, and then a little ways under them, the Jets and the Bills just kind of like fighting for that middle spot, and then Patriots kind of like, being relevant, then being irrelevant, and somehow becoming relevant again. I don't know. I mean, I could see him winning the division. I just am not ready to discount the Bills as much as you are. That's you're like you're throwing them in the fire. You're done with them. Hold on, hold on. I don't want to play you know, with you anymore. What is the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. <laughs> Sir, you are insane if you finally expect the Bills to do something because what on earth about them changed from last year or the year before that or the year before that? Please tell me. I mean, it's a few defensive players shuffling in and out. But it's the play. It's the teams they play against. dude. Like there's something to be said for having the same pieces year over year and producing like that's. Like not is sometimes not getting better or staying the same is good enough to get you to where you need to go. Like a lot of teams in the off season, they get older, players get older, they get worse. You know, coaches move, they lose coordinators, they lose coaches. Like there's there's a lot of variability in the league, so I, I can't imagine that. I'm not going to just completely throw out the Bills. I think it's a good race. I don't trust to his health, but Tyree Kill, man, I mean he's. If he has over 100 yards every game, like I wouldn't be surprised, like legitimately. They do the same thing every year, so I'm just okay. All gonna right. leave you with that because they don't. They're always just gonna be. They're always gonna be like. They're good, but not like great. They're just right there. Can never go up or down. Just gonna stay right there. See, they might as well just go down because like you get some draft picks. Re, start this rebuilding thing, but no. Bro, that's your insane. Let's let's move on. You're absolutely insane for saying that. <laughs> I need to go into tank mode. The bills, come on, chill out. All right. Speaking of insane, and uh, a fan base that is 100 insane. 
Dallas Cowboys put up 40 on the New York football Giants. By the way, the Giants didn't score. Not a touchdown, not a field goal. They didn't score at all. Zero points over the course of four quarters. And the question now starts, are the Cowboys for real this year? Is this legit? Like, Should we be concerned about them? Once again, (laughs) repeating the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. I mean, wow, this is what a pattern this seems to have on this show at the moment. Um, Dude, we've seen this show play out already. You know, they're going to get all this hype. Dude, they just put up 40 points on the Giants. The Giants got better this offseason. They were supposed to have gotten better at least. What would you say if the Cowboys came out and lose next week to um, who the fuck they play team? next week? Let's let's take a look here. Dallas Cowboys. Who, who do we have next week? The Jets. Jets. Yes. Remember, remember the defense scored most of those points. It depends. Okay. Next week, if the Cowboys lose to the Jets. I'm putting the blame on Dak Prescott because that defense is legit, dude. That Dallas Cowboys defense is legit. They are shut they legit out or Giants made them look legit. Dude, it takes it takes some skill to, to hold a team to zero points, not three, not seven, zero points. I'd be curious to see if they ever got in the red zone. Like, I'm, I, just I'm saying, not sure. I'm just saying pump the brakes you know what i mean like i, I believe you was, as an eagles fan i'm pumping the brakes but i'm telling you right now the fact that the giant or the the cowboys came out and put up 40 and held them to zero points is is worth saying like okay like, i think i think what the jets defense was did was more impressive i thought they were the most impressive probably of all weekend i, well, I them, agree them and the 49ers i agree yeah i agree with both those things just because the caliber of the team they were playing against. But Man. the, I mean, the Cowboys very well could go four and out to start the season. And then they meet the 49ers. They play the jets, Cardinals, Patriots, and then they're in San Francisco. So, I mean, they very well could be four and walking into San Fran. Don't sleep on the Arizona Cardinals, bro. I'm sleeping on the Arizona Cardinals. 100%. Do not sleep. On the I'm not even sleeping. I'm, I'm snoring. I'm hibernating on the Arizona Cardinals, bro. <laughs> that, that team is the definition of tanking for for Tua, tanking for somebody. I don't know. There's all the memes of them tanking for Caleb Williams and Caleb Williams like playing seven more years in college just so he can avoid playing for the Arizona Cardinals. I'm hibernating on them. That is, I'm not waking up for that. That is a blowout of blowouts. If they lose next week, that will be incredible because Zach Wilson at quarterback for the Jets. For all the glory of the offseason and everything, I mean, that that offensive line is terrible for the Jets. I mean, they're going to feast next week. So I hope Zach Wilson, first of all, stays healthy because I don't even know who the third string is. Probably Trevor Simeon or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) He's like always around. I don't know why. He's like signed by seven teams. I don't know why. (laughs) I swear. 
but it, I hope he stays healthy. And if they lose that game next week, if the Cowboys lose to the Jets next week, that will be I, I think that'll be like the upset of the season right there. Because that is they should feast. It should be another repeat, really. Like it should be a repeat, like three, seven points, whatever. Whatever the Jets number was set at for a total point scored, I'm taking the under 100 percent 100 percent That's a little that's a little much. I'm just saying, dude, give me a reason to believe that the Jets will win next week. Because of their defense. Okay. I raise you the Jets defense, or I match you the Jets defense and raise you the Cowboys defense because the Cowboys defense is better. Mm. Their defense is disgusting. Stop. Mm. All right. Sleep on them. I think the Jets, I just think the Jets defense is better. That's just me. We'll see. We'll see. But Cowboys are nothing to you. This is nothing. Just no, got to wait another week. You're holding out. Yeah, dude. I mean, I mean, not that I got to hold out. They're going to do good, and then they're going to, you know, have a funky... Uh, by the end of the season, it's going to be the same shit. We're going to be like, the Cowboys, all these expectations at the beginning of the season, and this and this and that. Come on, dude. We've seen this movie. It's like Fast and Furious. We've seen it before, bud. Family. I love your take as an Eagles fan, but I'm telling you right now, I am very nervous in the NFC East. After watching the Eagles play the Patriots this past weekend, the I, I could feel the loss of Shane Steichen. That was tough to watch. I'm glad we won, but holy hell. Like after watching that game and then watching the Cowboys just utterly dismantle the Giants. Not that we're on the Giants level at all. We're far beyond it. But I'm I'm nervous to say the least. I'm not, I don't think that's an overreaction. Like I'm nervous now come postseason, not nervous at all. I, I just, I don't, I don't think Mike McCarthy, I don't think Dak Prescott. I don't think like, no, I don't, I I've said it before. I don't think Jerry Jones will win. The Cowboys will win another Super Bowl with Jerry Jones as the owner at all. Like he has to, he has to pass away, unfortunately in order for them to win because he's too involved. He's too involved. He makes too many calls. He, he I just, I can't see it. So he will find a way to mess it up. Like the chemistry will just get weird. He'll talk shit about some of his players or something. And then all of a sudden everybody's like, oh, the Cowboys are back. You know, they won 11 games this year, but they lose in the first round of the playoffs. So, you know, whoever. <laughs> it's just Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Baker Mayfield takes them, takes it into Dallas and wins. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Some, something crazy like oh, that. Oh, shit. That's a fucking headline, right? <laughs> yeah, like something like that. Something crazy. Like, I'm not saying that they're going to win. Tampa Bay Buccaneers absolutely suck. I mean, they didn't suck this past weekend, but they suck. Whoa, you can't say that when they're 1-0, oh, dude. Bro, they suck. Come on. Don't even. Oh, That's so an overreaction. The, so the Vikings just suck that bad. I don't know what the hell happened with the Vikings, dude. That I was... don't know what the hell happened with the Giants. It happens, though. Bro, that was... Justin Jefferson goes for 150 yards and you don't win the game? Kirk Cousins throws one interception you don't win the game? Like, I didn't watch that game intensely enough to know what happened. But I'll tell you one thing. Baker Mayfield got that dog in him. Oh, not this <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not hopping on that train ever, ever. You know what train I'm hopping on? The prime mm. time train. 
Okay. Coach Prime. How about them Colorado? Were they buffs? Buffs? Whatever you can't you can't root for a team and not even know the mascot, bro. I don't care, bro. It's Coach Prime, dude. Bro, they're the Buffaloes. Yes, the Buffs. The Buffs. Yes, dude. Can't help but root for them, man. Two weeks in, they've been great. And it's funny because, you know, I've been chatting with Brett a little bit. And I've noticed he's kind he's kind of a a Colorado buffs non-believer, man. He he doesn't believe in it. He He's drinking the haterade on oh, no. He he took Nebraska plus three and a half. Did you see that shit? They fucking they uh, gave it to them. They absolutely gave yeah. like there is too much talent on that team for you to say Nebraska was going to hang on within three points of that team. Hell no. And I will then, pay you any amount of money that I have available to pay you, whatever you say, if you can name one player on Nebraska. You can't. Tony Perez. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm um, looking at the roster. It doesn't look like it doesn't look like he's on there. Chad Hutchinson. <laughs> Good luck. Keep guessing. We're done. No, Blake I, Williams. I, I buy. I buy into the hype. I do. I buy into the Dion hype. I've seen the videos. I love the way he coaches. Um, I mean, they'll be a top ten team if they continue to win. I don't think their schedule is very difficult. They're 22 right now. Sorry, 18 right now. Uh, Colorado State next week, Oregon, USC will be a, a big game in three weeks. Arizona State, Stanford, UCLA is 24, Oregon State is 16, Arizona, uh, Washington State, and Utah. So they've got two good matchups here with USC and Utah. I'm not counting Oregon. I don't think Oregon's really all that. Um, but, but, look, but look, this is what this man said Nebraska played like ass and beat themselves with some miscues. I'm hoping Oregon loses outright tonight. Then I'll be able to back Oregon over Colorado in two weeks. And I'm just like, this man's already plotting to go against Colorado. I was like, man, what you got against the buffs, man? You don't believe in the hype. You got to believe in the hype. You just got to jump in it because it's a fucking train and it's only going up, bro. Gotta hop on that shit. I'm on it. I'm telling you what, I'm on the Travis Hunter for Heisman train. No, 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 no. See, that's where you're wrong, sir. Shadur Sanders will win the Heisman trophy. I'm pretty sure that Travis Hunter's gonna win it. No, Shador Sanders is. Sorry, does Shador play defense? Nobody plays position and offense. Plays defense and offense. Bro. Man ends the season with four interceptions. Like, let's just say he ends the season with just four interceptions. And he has 1,000 yards receiving. Bro, he's winning the Heisman. Who's Dude, throwing him the rock, though? It doesn't matter. He's playing deep. It, it does matter. Opposing quarterbacks are throwing him the rock, too. He's getting the rock from both sides, dude. Dude, your quarterback's the important, most important position. I agree with you. And, Sh- and Shador Sh- Sanders is amazing. You take Shador Sanders, you can have, you know what? I'll give you Travis Hunter, bro. You can have him. I'll take Shador Sanders. 
Because you take Shador out of that mix, and come on, bro. What you going to have? Uh, uh... Dude, he had a QBR of 68. Like, what are you on your high horse over here for? Like, he's like the second coming of Jesus or something. Chill out, bro. Travis Hunter plays both sides of the ball, dude. That alone in the media will be enough hype for him to win the high. That's how I know, dude, because you're not watching the games, bro. You're not seeing what I'm seeing. I know he's a dog. Like, I watched the game. He is better than Travis Hunter, bro. Okay, we'll just have to see. Here we are hopping on the Colorado. It's more fun than watching the Aggies. That's for sure. The Aggies fucking suck. Jimbo is guzzling Evan Williams on the sideline. I don't know what else to say. I mean, the man has an obscene drinking problem because we are terrible. I'm over it. I can't believe you even talked me into watching the game. I'm so over it. Like, I don't even want to fire him because I just want to spread the rumor that he has a drinking problem so heavily that he gets fired for his drinking problem. That's like, that's how bad the Aggies are right now. I'm so over how we just, every year, we are the definition of insane, mediocre people. Insane, mediocre people. We absolutely suck. We have so much money. And we had the recruiting, the greatest recruiting class in the history of the NCAA, who are now sophomores. And we are sucking like we're so shit dude what is going on there's no excuse hmm. wow how do how do i just how do we I hired petrino up? who is sleeping with a trainer at a different school he didn't fix the problems we still suck so i think fucking miserable um, our defensive coordinator sucks I'll tell you that much our secondary cannot you know, do anything, especially tackle. God forbid. Um, Dude, Miami has sucked since I was like five years old. Like, what are we even talking about? Dudes, we, you know, we got, we always got to learn a lesson the hard way, but the problem is. What do you mean learn? What lesson? What lesson did we learn? We learn this every year. <laughs> there's, there's a time when you stop learning the lesson, you pick up the fucking book and you read and you learn the lesson before you show up. I'm not going to keep failing the test and be 30 years old trying to get an associate's degree in, in arts. Bro, come on. Pick up the damn book and learn. <laughs> the fuck are you talking about learn our lesson? Every year is different, bro. What do you mean oh. every year is the same? You're not letting me fish, bro. I'm just saying, you are insane. Can All you right, tell bro. me the definition of insanity again? Because you were sounding like an insane person. Look. What? What typically happens in Aggie okay. history, we start off the season hot. We probably go a solid 5 We didn't zero. do that. Yes. Yes, we will. We, we do it sometimes. One and one. Go a little sloppy. Look, listen. You know, in that range. And then we would get all this hype and then... Usually, we face Alabama, and it just goes off downhill from there. So we're breaking the cycle, bro. It's like... You're right, hey. we're losing sooner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, we're getting that shit out of the way. So that you know. There's more opportunities for us to lose. Texas beat Alabama. 
bro, if we lose to Alabama and Texas beat Alabama, which, by the way, was a great game. Nick Saban is done. Washed. I'm over it. Bama sucks. They'll be like number eight and they'll suck. I love it. If we lose to Alabama and Texas comes into our house next year, bruh, I'm not even watching the game. It's already a loss. I will bet against the Aggies. That's how like upset I am at our performance. It is miserable to watch hey. my team get my hopes up every year. You want to know a miserable performance? <clears throat> Me. Saturday. Don't even, don't even like, don't even. I'm not done. Don't transition away from this. Sit in this mud with me. We suck, dude. The Aggies are terrible again. Dude. We get so excited for the fall. Do you remember the times when we would go to school and it was like exciting for Saturday? I'm now even more excited for Saturday now that I work Monday through Friday. School was a joke. And to sit there and watch the Aggies lose to an unranked Miami, who again, I remember when I was in diapers watching them be good. And no, I didn't wear diapers when I was five years old. I'm just saying, that's how long it's been since they've been good. The fuck is going on, dude? Jimbo has a crazy drinking problem. He is guzzling Patron on the sideline. Watch that man walk around. He's stumbling, bro. He wouldn't pass a cop test. He couldn't walk the line. He is drunk. I'm over it. Well, I think definitely that game, I felt a huge sense of uh, that we got outcoached. Um, you ever tried coaching? Maybe you ever tried playing Madden drunk? You think you're any good at Madden when you're drunk? No, you're terrible. Sometimes, yeah, things slow down. You see the field a little bit better. You read the coverages faster. All without even points, dude. They put all without even knowing that us. you did that, and then you just do it. Bang. We're terrible. Arkansas, Auburn, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, they're all better than us. Vanderbilt no, is two and one. Kentucky so is two and oh. Dude, we got it out of the way. We learn we're learning our lesson. We might be right the worst now. in the SEC. No, bro. I'm telling you, we're, we're going, gonna lose the UL Monroe. We're going nine and three. Just wait. <laughs> that's not something to root for. That means we have two more losses. I mean, that's better than five and nine, fool. I mean, it's very strong possibility that we do that too. You know what's gonna happen is we're gonna go nine and three, and then we're gonna fucking lose to Wake Forest in a bowl game again. Because <laughs> we always fucking play Wake Forest, dude. We never play anybody fun. It's always Wake Forest. Who the fuck wants to play Wake Forest? Aren't they like a tennis school? Like, nobody knows. Where is Wake Forest? Is it in the forest somewhere? Nobody knows. God, I hate my team. They suck. My dad went to Michigan State. Oh, my God, we had a terrible conversation the other day. You see what happened there? What? Dude, Mel Tucker, the coach for Michigan State. Bro, he brought in this... Like sur- this rape survivor, right? Mm-hmm. To like speak to the team, motivation. She apparently she had been coming in like regularly. This is just word of mouth for my dad. I haven't done much reading on it, but like regularly coming in to speak to the team. Bro, Mel Tucker sexually harassed her. A rape survivor. 
So my dad's on that end talking about that. And I'm talking about my Aggies. It's like, why don't we just go to Texas and Michigan where the teams are good and everything is fun? Like, the hell is wrong with us? Go to Michigan State and Texas A&M where the stepchildren of the SEC and the Big Ten. Like, what the fuck? We suck. Sorry. First of all, don't ever fucking compare us to Michigan State. That's that's fucking pathetic. They are. I mean, they've, they've made the playoffs before. That's cool. We've never made the playoffs. We play Wake Forest every year at the end of the year. Okay. It's like it's like an annual thing. They don't have a like Heisman people... Trophy winner. What? They don't have a Heisman Trophy winner. Uh. Yes, sir. All right. Case maybe. closed, sir. All right, whatever. One player in the past mm. hundred years. Mm. Thank you, Johnny. But, bro, I was about to tell you. I need to tell you about the worst Saturday ever, ever. So, Texas A&M loses, right? <sighs> you know, that's a good way to end the, the afternoon. Texas wins. You're like, oh, Fuck. It's really like tearing you up inside. You're just like, man, some L's going on here. But you know what? I had a three-leg parlay. First two legs hit. I think I took a Colorado spread and then um, the under for the Iowa State. Shout out uh, Brett's best bets. Last one. It was the Oregon-Texas Tech game. So I had, I had took the spread, plus seven, Texas Tech. Oregon had came down. I think they got a field goal. And so it was, Texas Tech got the ball, 31-30, minute, minute 30 left in the game. And I'm just like, okay, cool, like, this should be a lock. You know, whether they, if they drive it downfield and end up scoring, cool, I'm covering. If they don't, they throw four straight incompletions. Oregon gets the ball back. They kneel the ball down. I, I was feeling good. I was like, this parlay is about the cash, bro. Texas Tech driving downfield a little bit. <sighs> then about 45 seconds left. For 50 seconds. Quarterback. Dumb bulls, I believe, backwards. About to get sacked. Throws the ball and gets picked off. And it is taken back to the house. The other way. And with the extra point, the final score turned out to be 38-30. to 30. I couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it, dude. I thought I pretty much, I knew better, but I pretty much said like, this is, this is going to, we're going to cash this. It's about to finish our way. Talk about a bad beat, bro. It gets even worse. You're saying like, how does it get any worse than this, David? Yeah, I know. How does it get any worse? So I'm going to take you back. DraftKings had this special promotion for Israel Adesanya. His money line was minus 750. 
and he had a boost for plus 100. Take his money line, plus 100. Minus 750 to plus 100. I was like, what in the fuckery is going on here? I always, I'm always like, you know, when they have a boost for Christian McCaffrey, anytime touchdown boosted to this on DraftKings, I'm like, fade it. He's not scoring a touchdown. Like, and it happens every time. Every time they have those kind of boosts and whatnot. Because I'm like, so I sat there. I was like, dude, this is automatic, right? I should put the money in because I'm getting, I'm getting a steal. I proceeded to put some money on it. Come to the fight. You know, this was the last part of my day full of L's. So, you know, I already took all my L's and I was like, <sighs> Mia was going to bed while I was watching the fights. I was like, I need to win this last one. Like, there's no way Israel Adesanya is going to lose to Sean Strickland. She's like, I don't know. You should probably prepare for it. <laughs> and right then I knew I was fucked. Anywho, fast forward to the fight. Adesanya loses to Sean Strickland. My day of L's is complete. And I can honestly say I, I don't think I've gotten much lower than that. Um, and I hope I never, ever do. I don't want to see a day like that ever again. Well, I feel sorry for you. It was bad, dude. And I just, I'm still kind of wrapping my head around Izzy. Yeah, what, what happened here? Like, what? Dude, I don't know. It's one of those things. Um, Izzy couldn't really figure out how to get to Sean Strickland. Sean Strickland has this very weird uh, Philly shell style that you don't really see in MMA. It's more of a boxing thing. But, like, this man just, he he's, I mean, this is going to be a huge exaggeration, but on that, at that night... In that fight, he was looking like the Floyd Mayweather of MMA, the way he was, like, defending and not getting... Izzy couldn't touch him, dude. Izzy could not touch him. And then I think the worst... I think when it all went downhill, at the end of the first round, Sean Strickland hit Izzy with a mean counter and dropped him. His first knockdown ever in his career. Sean Strickland is the first person to ever knock down Izzy. Knocked him down, and he just hit him with, like, some ground and pound, barrage of ground and pound, essentially uh, saved by the bell because it was towards the end of the round. I think from there on, it was, it was downhill because I, I don't know. Is he just <clears> – maybe he thought he couldn't – his power wasn't that good. When it was, shit, they couldn't figure it out. Um, they couldn't figure out how to get to Sean Strickland. The kicks weren't working. Usually Adesanya uses a good job of uh, using his kicks for distance, but those weren't working, so... <clears throat> it's it's, it's, uh, it's the, cla the old classic Styles makes fights. And this is just one of those things. That's why there's no, like... That's why I feel like this sport is different. 
because in no way, shape, or form is Sean Strickland a better fighter than Israel Adesanya. But there's a specific thing that Sean Strickland can do that really Adesanya's never seen before. He's never faced before. He can't figure it out. You know what I mean? It's just it's one of those things, you know? I mean, I didn't watch it, but it was certainly a shock to me because, I mean, Izzy just has that kind of attitude aura thing about him that's uh, like seems pretty invincible, like unbeatable. And it's yeah. wild that uh, at one point in time in in the UFC, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but three of the major belts were held by Nigerians, right? Uh, Nigerian, yeah. Um, Francis Ngannou. Uh, Africans, Africans. Africans. Ngannou, Usman, and, and Izzy. And now none of them are held by Africans, yeah. which is uh, pretty crazy. That was in long, that, that was this time last year, right? That was, that was, it's yep. crazy how things, now Ngannou obviously vacated the belt, so it's a little different. But still, I mean, to see see that shift is wild. Uh, it, it was funny. I saw this meme on Twitter. It was uh, so it was uh, Sean O'Malley, and then now Sean Strickland, and then next up was Colby to complete the Dana White privilege. The Dana White privilege, <laughs> privilege trio, <laughs> just like the I, Africans. I mean, I'll just ask you the layman's question then. I mean, is is uh, is he done? Like, is 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 he? Is that it for Izzy? I think he needs to take a break. I mean, he fights a lot. And um, even it was funny, Mia, when I, I was putting on the fight, Mia was like, didn't he, he, didn't he just fight like on, on the other, like the other month on the other pay-per-view? And it's just like, that's exactly how it seems. It seems like Izzy is on pretty much every other pay-per-view and fighting every other pay-per-view and so i just think he needs to take a break take a little time let let hamzat i think he needs to let hamzat come in and wreck the division and get the title and set up this badass like hamzat versus izzy champ middleweight championship damn make me a script writer bro NFL script is out. You just need to go read it. Good first weekend of sports. Not for David. Not for the Aggies. But for most other people. Not for the Giants. Definitely not for the Jets. But we're through it. The greatest drama TV show ever created. NFL and college football at the same time. We're back, dude. Fall. I love it. NFL Red Zone. My, uh, just the last thing, because I would... I'm a man. I admit my losses. And if Orion, you have made it this far in this podcast. I apologize forever disrespecting you. This man beat me by 90 points. He tapped that. 189 to 92. Granted, I did have Aaron Rodgers on my team, but that doesn't make up for 90 points. Tap that ass with no lube, buddy. That's what he did. He had Tyreek Hill with 44. Tua with 27, Calvin Ridley with 24, 
Olave with 19. Yeah, that was pretty much it. Meanwhile, I had Jameer Gibbs with eight points. Deontay Johnson with seven. Saquon Barkley with nine. Because, again, 40 dough. My Eagles defense actually did well. 17 points for shot wide with only seven points, though. So, I mean, it was just kind of one of those weeks. It's like when your number one running back loses by 40 points as a team and they don't even put up a single point, like, you're not going to win. Like, it's just... And then your starting quarterback tears his Achilles four plays in, like you're not gonna win. So it just it just happened to be the first week when I played against Orion. So mm-hmm. took my L on the chin, move on to the next week. Did you win this weekend or how'd you do this weekend? Hell no. I, Brett tapped my ass too. <laughs> what about what about in the the other Grit, league? Gridiron, bro, I won that dude. Um I won that easy. I beat Topher. I know ironic as that is. What? But um, yeah, dude, I freaking had a. I was going into Monday Night Football. Hansi didn't play two players. He he didn't set his lineup, so he had two players: Alvin Kamara and Travis Kelsey in his lineup. Going into Monday Night Football, bro, I was down by twenty, like twenty-two points. And I was kind of shook. Lucky then. I was kind of shook, bro. I was like, "Dang, bro!" Like, <laughs> and especially when I saw Rogers go out, I was like, "Oh no, the twenty-three points looking real hard right now, bro." Because no, it's not how it's supposed to happen. But defense went off. Got thirty-two points. Garrett Wilson got cool eleven, eleven nine. Um, but Hansi was. Pretty much kept in the game because of Brandon Ayuk. I was like, "How to be shitting oh. me week one?" And already going against the the opposing like number one scorer of the week. That was you know me. I mean? Don't you, doesn't that kill you? Like when when you have to some dude, I should say, freaking Jalen Waddle goes for five tuds and five hundred yards. Wouldn't you hate to be on the other side of that? The guy that had to play it? Dude, that freaking blows. Kills you inside. I mean, Orion had Tyreek with 44 points. So, I mean, what? What? I was that guy this week. By the way, if you and I played, it would have been the ultimate mid-off. I scored 92 points. You scored 99 in the two fans league. Yeah. Brett absolutely ruined you. That was uh, That was not good on your part. That's for sure. Yeah. God, we're, I mean, you, your team did all right. It's just Brett's, I mean, Stefan Diggs, 26, Tony Pollard, 22, Packers D with 26. How about the Packers this weekend beating the Chicago Bears? That was impressive. I mean, everybody's beating the Bears. Yep. All right, two fans. Well, you know where to find us at Slice Tapples Pod. Football's back. Thank God. Every uh, Tuesday, Thursday, roughly ish, we're here every week. Talking football. Thank God we're back. And we will see you next time.